It's May the 1st. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Yesterday, I noted that we were one-third of the way up the mountain of reading God's Word. Well, today, we start the middle third. And let me tell you what we're going to do during the month of May. In this month, this month alone, we're going to finish 1 Samuel. We're going to read through 2 Samuel. We're going to read 15 Psalms. We're going to read all of 1 Kings. We're going to read most of 2 Kings. What a great month it's going to be. Most of the time, going to be spent in those historical books of the Old Testament. Some stories we know, I think, a lot of stories, especially about all these different kings or stories we don't know very well. So it's going to be an exciting time. And let me just say this. If you are joining us or have just joined us, welcome. We're glad to have you here. A reminder, all the videos, they are archived on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, and especially at KeepBelieving.com. If you're brand new to this journey, you can start with us today and read on with us all the way to the end of the Bible. If you want to go back and catch up on the first four months of reading, all of that is archived. Doesn't matter. Read at your own speed. Follow along as you can. Thank you so much. And just a reminder, you can really help us a lot by liking these videos and by subscribing or following us on the Keep Believing YouTube channel and the Keep Believing Rumble channel. Now today, three chapters from... 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 25, a story about revenge. Revenge is stupid. Don't do it. 1 Samuel 26, a story about loving our enemies. Yes, you ought to do that. And then 1 Samuel 27, it's a story about a good man in a desperate situation and the desperate steps that he takes. So then, Lord, open the eyes of our heart, not just today, but every day, to behold wonderful things from your word. 1 Samuel 25, Samuel died, and all Israel assembled to mourn for him, and they buried him by his home in Ramah. David then went down to the wilderness of Paran, a man in Maon, had a business in Carmel. He was a very rich man with 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal, and his wife's name, Abigail. The woman was intelligent and beautiful, but the man, a Calebite, was harsh and evil in his dealings. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten young men, instructing them, Go up to Carmel, and when you come to Nabal, greet him in my name. Then say this, Long life to you, and peace to you, peace to your family, and peace to all that is yours. I hear that you are shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them, and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you, so let my young men find favor with you, for we have come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have on hand to your servants and to your son David. David's young men went and said all these things to Nabal on David's behalf, and they waited. Nabal asked them, who is David? Who is Jesse's son? Many slaves these days are running away from their masters. Am I supposed to take my bread, my water, and my meat that I butchered for my shearers and give them to these men? I don't know where they are from. David's young men retraced their steps. When they returned to him, they reported all these words. He said to his men, all of you put on your swords. So each man put on his sword and David also put on his sword. About 400 men followed David while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of Nabal's young men informed Abigail, Nabal's wife, look, 
David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed at them. The men treated us very well. When we were in the field, we weren't harassed, and nothing of ours was missing the whole time we were living among them. They were a wall around us both day and night. The entire time we were with them herding the sheep. Now, consider carefully what you should do, because there is certain to be trouble for our master and his entire family. He is such a worthless fool. Nobody can talk to him. Abigail hurried, taking 200 loaves of bread, two clay jars of wine, five butchered sheep, a bushel of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she said to her male servants, Go ahead of me. I will be right behind you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she rode the donkey down a mountain pass, hidden from view, she saw David and his men coming toward her and met them. David had just said, I guarded everything that belonged to this man in the wilderness for nothing. He was not missing anything, yet he paid me back evil for good. May God punish me and do so severely if I let any of his males survive until morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey and knelt down with her face to the ground and paid homage to David. She knelt at his feet and said, The guilt is mine, my Lord, but please let your servant speak to you directly. Listen to the words of your servant. My Lord should pay no attention to this worthless fool Nabal, for he lives up to his name. His name means stupid, and stupidity is all he knows. I, your servant, didn't see my Lord's young men whom you sent. Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, it is the Lord who kept you from participating in bloodshed and avenging yourself by your own hand. May your enemies and those who intend to harm my Lord be like Nabal. Let this gift your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord is certain to make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because he fights the Lord's battles. Throughout your life, may evil not be found in you. Someone is pursuing you and intends to take your life. My Lord's life is tucked safely in the place where the Lord your God protects the living, but he is flinging away your enemies' lives like stones from a sling. When the Lord does for my Lord all the good he promised you and appoints you ruler over Israel, there will not be remorse or a troubled conscience for my Lord because of needless bloodshed or my Lord's revenge. And when the Lord does good things for my Lord, may you remember me, your servant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who sent you to meet me today. May your discernment be blessed, and may you be blessed. Today you kept me from participating in bloodshed and avenging myself by my own hand. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, who prevented me from harming you, if you had not quickly come to meet me, Nabal wouldn't have had any males left by morning light. Then David accepted what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. See, I have heard what you said and have granted your request. Then Abigail went to Nabal, and there, and there he was in his house, holding a feast fit for a king. Nabal's heart was cheerful, and he was very drunk, so, so she didn't say anything to him until morning light. In the morning, when Nabal sobered up, his wife told him about all these events. His heart died, and he became a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal dead. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord, who championed my cause against Nabal's insults and restrained his servant from doing evil. The Lord brought Nabal's even, evil deeds back on his own head. Then David sent messengers to speak to Abigail about marrying him. When David's servants came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, 
David's enough to bring you to him as a wife. She stood up, paid homage with her face to the ground and said, here I am your servant, a slave to wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Then Abigail got up quickly and with her five female servants accompanying her, rode on the donkey following David's messengers. And so she became his wife. David also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, and the two of them became his wives. But Saul gave his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Palti, son of Laish, who was from Galim. 1 Samuel 26. A little story here. I think the point of this really is loving your enemies instead of killing them. 1 Samuel 26. Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, David is hiding on the hill of Hakalah, opposite Jeshimon. So Saul, accompanied by 3,000 of the fit young men of Israel, went immediately to the wilderness of Ziph to search for David there. Saul camped beside the road at the hill of Hakalah, opposite Jeshimon. David was living in the wilderness and discovered Saul had come there after him. So David sent out spies and knew for certain that Saul had come. Immediately, David went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw the place where Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of his army, were lying down. Saul was like inside the inner circle of the camp with his troops camped around him. Then David asked Ahimelech the Hephite and Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zeruai, who will go with me into the camp to Saul. I'll go with you, answered Abishai. That night, David and Abishai came to the troops, and Saul was lying there asleep in the inner circle of the camp with his spear stuck in the ground by his head. Abner and the troops were lying around him. Then Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy to you. Let me thrust the spear through him into the ground just once. I won't have to strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him, for who can lift a hand against the Lord's anointed and be innocent? David added, As the Lord lives, the Lord will certainly strike him down. Either his day will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. However, as the Lord is my witness, I will never lift my hand against the Lord's anointed. Instead, take the spear and the water jug by his head, and let's go. So David took the spear and the water jug by Saul's head. They went their way. No one saw them, no one knew, and no one woke up. They all remained asleep because a deep sleep from the Lord came over them. David crossed to the other side and stood on the top of the mount at a distance. There was a considerable space between them. Then David shouted to the troops and to Abner, son of Ner, aren't you going to answer Abner? Who are you? Who calls to the king? Abner asked. David called to Abner, you're a man, aren't you? Who in Israel is your equal? So why didn't you protect your Lord, the king, when one of the people came to destroy him? What you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, all of you deserve to die since you didn't protect your Lord, the Lord's anointed. Now look around. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were by his head? Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is that your voice, my son David? It is my voice, my lord and king, David said. Then he continued, Why is my lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? What crime have I committed? Now, may the lord, may my lord the king please hear the words of his servant. If it is the lord who has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. But if it is people... May they be cursed in the presence of the Lord, for today they have banished me from sharing in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go, worship other gods. So don't let my blood fall to the ground far from the Lord's presence. For the king of Israel has come out to search for a single flea, like one who pursue, pursues a partridge in the mountains. Saul responded, 
I have sinned. Come back, my son David. I will never harm you again because today you consider my life precious. I have been a fool. I have committed a grave error. David answered, Here is the king's spear. Have one of the young men come over and get it. The Lord will repay every man for his righteousness and his loyalty. I wasn't willing to lift my hand against the Lord's anointed, even though the Lord handed you over to me today, just as I considered your life valuable today. So may the Lord consider my life valuable and rescue me from all trouble. Saul said to him, you are blessed, my son, David. You will certainly do great things and will also prevail. Then David went on his way and Saul returned home. For Samuel 27, trouble, a good man in desperate times. David said to himself, one of these days I'll be swept away by Saul. There's nothing better for me than to escape immediately to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me everywhere in Israel and I'll escape from him. So David set out with his 600 men and went over to Achish, son of Maok, the king of Gath. David and his men stayed with Achish in Gath. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. When it was reported to Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Now, David said to Achish, If I found favor with you, let me be given a place in one of the outlying towns so that I can live there. Why should your servant live in the royal city with you? That day Achish gave Ziklag to him, and it still belongs to the kings of Judah today. The length of time that David stayed in Philistine territory amounted to a year and four months. David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. From ancient times, they had been the inhabitants of the region of Shur as far as the land of Egypt. Whenever David attacked the land, he did not leave a single person alive, either man or woman, but he took flocks, herds, donkeys, camels, and clothing. When he came back to Achish, who inquired, then he came back to Achish, who inquired, where did you raid today? David replied, the south country of Judah, the south country of the uh, Jeremelites, or the south country of the Kenites. David did not let a man or woman live to be brought to Gath, for he said, or they will inform on us and say, this is what David did. This, is, this was David's custom during the whole time he stayed in the Philistine territory. So Achish trusted David thinking, since he has made himself repulsive to my people Israel, he will be my servant forever. Now then, there's a lot here. Chapter 25, David, Nabal, and Abigail. What a good woman she was. She interceded. She saved her husband who died of a heart attack anyway. Then she became David's wife. Ah, revenge is stupid. Revenge is for fools. Nabal's name means stupid or fool. Revenge is for fools. Good thing to keep in mind. Chapter 26, strange case of the missing spear. Dave, second time, David could have killed Saul. But this time, I think the real lesson this time is not just sparing your enemies, but loving your enemies. Saul understood that. Then chapter 27, a good man in desperate times goes down to Philistine territory, and basically he attacks the Canaanites, so to speak. He attacks the pagans. He kills all the people in those towns, but he comes back and tells Achish, the Philistine king, he tells him, I have been raiding in Israelite territory, but that wasn't true. Yet 
more trickeration. We're going to see in tomorrow's reading, there's a price to pay. Even David, a man after God's own heart, there's a price to pay when you deceive. So, Lord, let us walk before you in integrity today. So, Lord, free us from revenge, free us from bitterness. Help us to go out and love our enemies today. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a good prayer. It's a good goal. God, help us to live that way. Go out and have a great day. We're coming to the end. Almost there. Almost in the end of the book of 1 Samuel. Yeah, and we got a witch. A witch is going to, yeah, a witch. The witch of Endor going to show up tomorrow. We got to talk about that story. Come back tomorrow. We're going to do this again. God bless.